Hello and welcome. I'm Bonnie. And I'm Lily. And this is Little Home Organised, a podcast dedicated to helping you declutter, get organised and reclaim time for the things you love. Open these boxes up and you look inside and you think, I've survived for X number of months without that and I have not missed it. So there you go, darling. I relaxed and I did not number our boxes (laughs) or have a master list. Oh, the chaos you've brought into your home, Bonnie. (sighs) And the thing that like helped me come to terms with it was I was like, oh, I hope the people that moved in there really like zoodling. (laughs) Hello and welcome. In this week's episode, we're going to talk about moving to a new house. We'll chat about what items you'll need, when you should start packing and how to prepare, whether you're moving down the road or overseas. But before we get into today's episode... We, of course, have a very exciting announcement, and that is the release, the launch, the beginning, the birthing of our... Calm down there. (laughs) ...of our first online course. And it's the first of a series of online courses that are coming. (gasps) Spoiler alert. And this one is called (laughs) The Essentials Guide. Yes. And I'm so excited about The Essentials Guide because not only have I kind of been... Uh, working on it and pouring blood, sweat, tears into it for a couple of years now. But it's a great precursor to today's topic because the Essentials Guide is the only guide you will need to declutter and organise every space in your home. And if you are thinking about moving house, now is the perfect time to declutter. And the other thing I wanted to add about the course before we jump into today's topic is that what I love about it so much is that there's specifications for each room. So for the purpose of a room. So like, let's say um, you want to do your whole house, but you really want to know how to do the toy room and what considerations you need to make in the toy room when you're organizing it or in the kitchen specifically or in the shed. It's literally broken down into that kind of detail. Yes. And it's a step-by-step process for each room. So it really breaks the zones down and the purpose of the room and all that kind of thing. So it's it's really simple. I'm all about things being made easy because we've already got enough stuff on our plates. And even when we're doing courses like this, we want them to be quick and simple. And this course, the Essentials Guide, was developed with the time poor parent in mind. If you'd like to check it out, head to littlehomeorganised.com.au forward slash the essentials guide, or just head to our website and you can find out more about the upcoming courses we have in store. So today we're talking all about moving house. And even though I'm only 33 years young, I've moved house a few times now. I've done a couple of down the road type moves. We did a year of house sitting when we first got married. We did an interstate move. And more recently, we've done a backwards move. (laughs) to the parents house. You've regressed. (laughs) Totally regressed. But thankfully, you know, we're a couple of months in now and we're all still alive. (laughs) Well done. Hooray. (laughs) I I told you it wouldn't be so bad. I mean, I've been living with my in-laws for over a year now and you've been living with mum and dad for a little while now. And it's interesting in times like these, in times like these, these unprecedented times, a lot of people have done things like this like they've moved in with family I've actually noticed in mum and dad's street they're in a cul-de-sac there's at least one or two other houses that now appear to have three generations living in them and I think oh yeah cool it's not just us who's made this move and it's not a forever move it's temporary while we search for our dream property on the sunshine coast but 
it was it was an interesting move because there was quite a few different logistics to have to consider before we moved. And I think I should make a little disclaimer here for people out there who are listening who are like, oh, I have no plans to move house anytime soon. Some of the stuff that we're going to be talking about today will actually still apply to you in the considerations you should be making yes. in your home regardless of whether you're moving house or not. Yes, if you decide I'm going to sell my house and I'm going to move somewhere, obviously, well, it's kind of too late by then if you want to do it all immediately to start the decluttering process. You have to start the process now and go through and do it at an easy pace because when you set it as a deadline, it just gets stressful and there's a lot of pressure and you make silly decisions and everybody's got stuff that life. they should get rid of. Oh, yeah. And life is overwhelming enough as it is without adding more to our plate. I think there is honestly so much going on when you are moving house that the one of the big things that does get forgotten is even the idea of decluttering coming up. It's like I'm so focused on getting from A to B, hiring mm. movers, packing boxes, blah, 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 that I haven't even taken a huge step back to think, I don't do actually I, need to move all this stuff. Yeah, because 100% I 100% of this stuff does not need to go. No, and that's the thing. When you're stressed and you've got a deadline and, you, you know, the move is happening next weekend and the settlement's happening right after that, decluttering is not a priority. You just want to pack everything up and take it over and then you'll deal with it on the other I'll end. deal with it later. Yeah, it's that whole delayed decisions and it's being very, very cruel to your future self because then you get to the other end and all of a sudden you've got boxes that you've taken to seven different houses over 35 years and you've never actually opened them. Because you're waiting until you have more time. Oh, when I've got more time, I'll sit down and I'll address those and, you know, having the forward thought and the pre-planning in place now before you end up getting to the point of moving is key um, yes. to stopping yourself from ending up in that situation. Yes, and that's why I love that whole Swedish death cleaning thing with the dostanya of – I'm sorry, what? Yeah, I know, it's like so cool. So oh, last year maybe or the year before a book came out by Mar- Marga, Margra, Marga Magnusson and it was it's called Swedish Death Cleaning and it's basically the idea of in your – 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, start getting rid of the lifetime of possessions and give them away to people when they come over for dinner and go, oh, I love this. If It's not something that you're going to love or need or want when you're in your little one-bedroom bed That's sit. interesting. It's like, here you go. Please have this I'm and going, remember me. I'm going to move on in 40 years. Here, take it. Yeah, <laughs> maybe not like quite 40 years, but it's like the whole forward planning side of things, which I, like I think the, is cool. I like the idea of you taking it so extreme that like I give you a birthday present <laughs> and you go, oh, thank you. Would you like this? <laughs> I'm decluttering. <laughs> I won't need this in my one-bedroom apartment in the retirement in village. Years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, I've got that as an excuse now, don't I? <laughs> So yeah, obviously take that into consideration. Mm. But that's a cool concept, isn't it? It's yeah. like this idea that you are preparing and not to be like pessimistic or like morbid, but mm. just to be like, I've loved this and I'm going to pass that joy on to you. Yeah. And realistically, we can't take everything with us. We can't take anything with us. And the whole idea of downsizing as you get older is to kind of get rid of the things that, you know, maybe used to mean something to you and they no longer do. I find that when I look back on a lot of the things I collected in my 20s, especially traveling, a lot of those don't seem to have as much kind of significance for me anymore now that I'm a mother and I've got all my kids stuff, (laughs) which takes over everything. (laughs) Well, it it does change, doesn't it? And like, you know, you've touched on a key point there, Bon, that like life 
stages happen yes things change and your priorities change. your priorities change yeah. and also before we know it we've accumulated a lot of things over the years so when it does come crunch time to having to move you are suddenly like wow like there is actually just so much stuff and I think visually visually we don't necessarily understand how much stuff we actually have when it comes to putting it in boxes yeah because you like for example like I helped you with your move. I know, sister of the year, everybody. <laughs> <But> <laughs> Until you rang me and you're like, I have to go. And I was like, I, 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 I can't be back at that. Okay, I'm coming. What? What happened? Oh, it was just, it got to the point about halfway through the day where someone was like, you need to be here now so that, because I've been waiting for you to drop off some stuff. And I was like, oh, rub it. Okay, I'm coming. I'll drop everything and I'm coming. And so I did that and I was not quite finished sorting that out and then you rang me and you're like I have to go and feed my baby and I was like like, yep I'm coming (laughs) baby's hungry can't make him go hungry so it ended up being like a bit of a chasing my tail kind of day in the end I mean it was good and like the amount of help we had on the day was just awesome the the whole moral of this story is that I'm I'm the best sister, right? That's what the point you're getting you to? You are the best sister. Thank you. You are also the only Thank sister. You. People don't need to know that. Yes, they do. But the thing about your move was that you are like more of a minimalist person and I watched you do a lot of decluttering leading up. Mm. Um, one of the things I'm sure you're going to jump into was and the amount that you actually sold leading up as well. But even on the day, yeah, it was still – It was a frenzy. There was still so much to do and you were prepared. Like I watched you through that process yeah. and there's still just like so much to do. Yeah, I still got overwhelmed. And so that's the key takeaway here is even if you are kind of a minimalist and you've gotten rid of a whole lot of stuff, moving day is still really stressful. And that's why they put it up there with one of the, you know, the five top stresses in life, moving, death, divorce, new baby, new job. So moving house is super stressful. Why not make it easier on yourself and get rid of the things that you actually don't want anymore, that you don't need anymore, that, you know, the side tables that you think, I don't actually need this. I've got another one, but I'll just take it and see if I can make it fit. Or, or yeah, if, I'll, if I can make it work at the new place because I've always had it and it always makes sense to do it that way. Yeah, but go through and be pretty ruthless and do the cull first because you actually still do a cull on the other end. And, like, now that we've been at mum and dad's for a couple of months, I've still probably done, like, maybe a boot full over the last couple of months of more stuff that I've decluttered since we've moved in. So mm. it's, it is an ongoing process, but you save yourself a lot of money and a lot of hassle by decluttering before you move. You know, we talk about being kind to your future self. You really are creating extra work for yourself and potentially extra cost when you don't make decisions in the now. Um, when you delay them. Yeah, when you delay them because the decision, it is inevitable, whether it's now mm. or it's later. Or whether someone else has to make it for you. And that's kind of the the saddest thing I think about people who have got seriously cluttered homes and can't face making those decisions. Once they pass away, it's then up to their family or their friends or even the council or the state to then make those decisions about what's important, what's valuable and what's not. And let's face it, what we think is valuable is not what other people think. Yeah, exactly right. And I mean, like we talk about that even basically in our clutter confession segments. Yes, Where in our clutter confession segments where we talk about something that is wonderful to you is actually like weird or wacky to somebody Mm. else. Speaking of which, let's take a break and listen to one. Clutter confessions. (laughs) Hi, Bonnie and Lil. 
Um, our cluttered confession is wedding gifts. So we had um, some champagne flutes given to us uh, nine years ago and we didn't throw them out because we thought they were engraved. Um, it wasn't until uh, we used you, Bonnie, uh, when we were clearing out our cupboards that we eventually pulled these wedding flutes down, opened them up to find there was no engraving. So for almost a decade, we'd, we'd had these um, yeah, very sentimental, so we thought, flutes hidden in the cupboard, stowed at the back, just taking up space. So, so full disclosure, this one's not quite that anonymous. But we won't name names anyway. No, no, no. When when I was actually at uh, this client's house after we had started the podcast, both in the couple were like, "Oh my gosh, we just we really love your podcast." And I said, "Oh, I would love you to do a clutter confession for me." And they were like, "Oh, what do we choose?" And I said, "Well, you remember those wedding flutes that you were absolutely adamant were engraved and personalized?" And they were like, "Yeah." And I said, "Oh, I think that'd be a really good one." So <laughs> it's funny, isn't it? Like the attachment that we put to things because they've got our names on them. Yes. Isn't that interesting? Finding something with your name, buying it, feeling really excited about it and then Mm -hmm. holding on to it for, you know, significantly longer than you would hold on to the same item without your name on it is such an interesting part of psychology. But it is like when you throw out that photo or that sentimental item, it's like you're throwing away like a piece of you, part of your identity. It's literally just your name, guys. Yeah. And it's so funny because this couple were so adamant that their names were engraved on them, even though they'd never used them in nearly 10 years of marriage. And so then to get the box down and just to have a look at them and to find out that they're just generic champagne flutes was Love it. Well, if you've got a clutter confession, we'd love to hear it. Head to the Little Home Organised Facebook page and send it in. Anything weird, wacky or wonderful that you've held on to, let us know. So, Bonnie, you moved suburb to suburb. Yeah, five minutes away. Love it. But you still had to do a bunch of prep. So what are some of the things that you did to make it easier for you? So I decluttered over the months before we left. And I mean, I declutter pretty regularly anyway, but when I knew that we were going to sell the house and get photos done for the real estate and all that kind of stuff, I started decluttering even way back then. So I sold some stuff like some extra mattresses and things like that, that had never really been used and we weren't going to need. And I just started selling a few things, decluttering and donating a few other things. And I just did that slowly over the the time. And then I started accumulating a few boxes because I knew we were going to do the move ourselves because we were not taking that much stuff with us. We weren't keeping any of the beds. We weren't keeping the washing machine, the fridge. We had no dining table because it was yeah, like the kitchen bench, the countertop yeah, we, that we was we had your this, dining table. We had this awesome two by two meter kitchen bench that had amazing hidden storage underneath that I designed and I just miss so, so much. I loved that bench. And all we really were going to take furniture wise was like a couple of couches and an outdoor lounge setting. Like it was, it was really minimal furniture wise. And so I was like, yep, you've got a ute. We've got friends that have got utes. Let's just, you know, do it ourselves, save some bucks probably the stuff I didn't really count on taking up so much time was like my husband's weight set (laughs) and all like his garage stuff. But that was stuff that was kind of not in my control. (laughs) Yeah. So I just had to suck that up. And it's really ironic because since then he's actually sold some of that weight stuff. Even though we've moved it, he's since decided like, oh, I don't really need it. It it is going to go. So that's what I mean when I say you do continue to declutter afterwards. So yeah, before we moved, I just did lots of prep 
time, you know, I gathered the boxes up and because we were moving stuff to two different locations, one to storage and one to the house that we are living in, my parents, our parents' house, I was kind of dividing boxes up into that. And so I was very clear with the labeling and had a bit of a labeling system going on, but very simple, you know, I just say put our surname on it and then put what room it went in and then like a brief description of what um, was in the box. Mm. And I'd write it in the same spot on every box, same colour pen, all that kind of stuff, just to make it a bit uniform. And I just would pack a few boxes that were to go to storage that we didn't really need, that we could get by with, you know, for the next few weeks or the next few months or whatever. And I just did that slowly. And then in the days before we actually moved, like maybe three days before we moved, two days before we moved, I did the kitchen. But like I had already moved you know, the spare clothing for the kids, the stuff that they need to grow into. I'd already moved that over to our parents' house. And that's probably the key factor in making our move a bit more easy is that I took stuff over very slowly over about a month. You had that advantage, didn't you? Because some people don't. It's like you have one day to move. And that's even – that's like – all the more reason to have less stuff but to also be like fully prepared for that moving day and like that's Mm. the other thing too is with the amount of stuff that you have you were able to use other people's resources friends and family utes things like that to get your stuff from a to b but if you've got a sizable house you're potentially going to need other resources maybe that's professional movers coming in or packers like honestly i think if i had a huge amount of stuff i'd never pack myself it's just I really don't enjoy it. Well, it's a big job, right? And it comes down – and we talk about this all the time. There are some things that we're just willing to do ourselves and there Mm. are other things where it's like, no, I want someone who's a professional to come in, Mm. take off this burden. I'm going to budget for it. I'm going to, you know, save up and that will be money well spent. Yeah, and look, we've we've packed for plenty of clients before and we still do. But for myself, it's kind of like once you've gone and done it for someone else, you don't really want to do it. For yourself. Yeah, at home. But the one thing that I think is probably a little bit of a disadvantage for our move that other people might not have to worry about is where we were moving stuff into in to live, you know, our parents' house, there were things that I had to shuffle around there to make space for us there because that was our family home before you and I had gotten married and our brother moved out. You know, they've been there for nearly 20 years. They've got a, a, you know, a lifetime of stuff in there and my kids – our kids have been, you know, babysat there a couple of days a week for a few years now. And so there's a, there's a kid's room set up. There's a guest room. There's inherited stuff that has come from a couple of our grandparents passing away a few years ago. So there was things that I had to kind of move out of the way or edit with our parents to kind of make room for us to move in. And that was a process that was a bit tricky at times because I knew that we were the intruders coming into our parents' house and I didn't want our parents to feel like we were taking over but I tend to have that personality anyway I'm told (laughs) (laughs) sorry I'm glad I didn't have to jump in there so (laughs) I'm fully aware of it there's just nothing I can do about it (laughs) suck it up I'm I'm helpless (laughs) I have to organize I have to declutter (laughs) I have to have it functional you open a drawer and you're like hello when did you last use this wooden spoon <laughs> on your bottom 15 years ago? <laughs> Declutter it, we shall. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, <clears throat> of course, you did your move. It was local, but I also did my move, right? Yeah. And so, I, I've lived overseas for a couple of years. The first four years or so, basically all our worldly possessions um, were kept in storage at my in-law's house. 
and they had like a space for it. The and storage so, room of doom? The storage room of doom. And mm-hmm. at that point it wasn't really in doom status yet. It was still just <laughs> kind of like a reasonable storage room. So it worked well for us because we hadn't really accumulated much stuff because we hadn't had a house to ourselves here first before we started doing going on those adventures. So we only had a little bit of stuff to be stored. And, you know, the biggest thing that we could then do for ourselves was pack really, really light and anything that we bought over there to set up any kind of living arrangement was sold off or donated or left mm. um, when we came back. Like we didn't – you live minimally. Did you find that hard? Like if you would buy pretty little things to make it feel like home for a few months, did you find that having to donate them and not bring them back was difficult? That's a great question. I think no, when you can sell something on and someone else gets that joy mm. or if I know that other people would come into that housing situation and get the joy from it. So if it was like a really practical item that maybe someone else had not thought about and you yeah. left it there for like, them, I like accident- scissors. I accidentally, this wasn't intentional, left my zoodler there. Oh, so that's zoodler sad. is Yeah, I know because I've been through a few different types and I've finally found the one that works. So a zoodler is just like a little um, device in the kitchen. I would say it is, is it a unitasker? U- it is a unitasker <laughs> that I actually use. But it's for multiple vegetables. You can, it's true. It's, it's, it is for multiple vegetables, not just a melon baller for melons. That's right. I'm sure people will argue that case, but no, I'm still anti-melon baller. <laughs> but I accidentally left it there, but it was an awesome functional piece of kitchen equipment. And the thing that like helped me come to terms with it was, was like, oh, I hope the people that moved in there really like zoodling. <laughs> <laughs> you can just imagine them zoodling away oh, with Frank like, Sinatra oh. in the background. <laughs> Bit of red wine on the side. That's Michael Bublé, I think. No, it's not. Yeah. Didn't he do a version of that? They probably both did, (gasps) let's be honest. I mean, Frank Sinatra, he's the OG. He is the original. So um, (laughs) anyway, totally digressing. But um, no, I would say goodbye to things pretty readily because the things that were truly meaningful for me would come back with me. Mm. We kind of – we ended up developing a system where we'd bring one extra suitcase back with us – and that was not to buy excess, but it was so that we didn't have to have ours, um, the ones that we were carrying up at the absolute limit. It gave oh, us like that sure. buffer room. Yeah. Anyway, so that was like the first couple of years. But as far as the fact of us actually moving overseas for those last two of the six years where we actually moved overseas and set up a home, mm. now there are different considerations that needed to be made then because we shipped all of our belongings internationally over. So they were on a boat and then we set up our house and then we had to send them all back. <laughs> Now, for anyone out there who's done that or thinking of doing that, it is a process. <laughs> but there are there are companies out there that you kind of have to go through mm. for the whole shipping process and it's definitely worth the money investing in a good company to make sure that your um, goods are taken care of and that they help you through with all the paperwork. But the one of the things that we did that I think that you did and is totally essential when you're packing, doesn't matter if you're just moving suburbs or you're going internationally, is have a detailed list of what's going into boxes. Yeah. So use detailed system of this is box one, box two, box three, whatever. This goes in this room and it contains this uh, these items. The thing that we did differently to you is that you would have had general idea of what's in a box because mm. you're getting to the other end you're going to be opening it. doesn't really matter. For us, we had to have it detailed, documented be for quarantine purposes. Oh, so yes. the advantage was then when we brought everything back and it continued to live in storage is we now have detailed information of what's in each box. And it's, it's like they're forcing you to be more organised. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So because you have to be able to de- declare everything that's inside, right? So definitely when you're doing a move, labeling those kind of things because sometimes things happen and let's say stuff ends up in a box and you don't end up opening it next week and it ends up being a few months down the track you think you're going to remember these things but you won't life happens we're busy people and if nine months down the track uh, you're looking through your box and you're thinking oh I need my zoodler or I need you know <laughs> I need that 
um, beautiful pendant that I knew was, you know, in this jewelry box. And I can't remember which part of the wardrobe boxes it's in or wh- whatever the reason is. Having the detailed system in place is really important. A master list is actually a really great idea for a lot of things when you're looking at moving because then you can consult the list and go, oh, that's in box number, blah, blah, blah. And I have to admit, I was far more relaxed about this move than I would be when we do like a client move, but I knew that I was doing it and so there wasn't necessarily all that need. And look, let's be honest, sometimes I'm just a little bit lazy and I can't be bothered doing that Mm. and my husband likes me to relax every once in a while. So there you go, darling. I relaxed and I did not number our boxes (laughs) or have a master list. Oh, the chaos you've brought into your home, Bonnie. (laughs) It's just the compromises I make. (laughs) So, yeah, like I, you know, I think there are considerations to make around moving internationally as well with storage. So, like if you are going overseas just for a little bit and you're putting things into boxes, considering where you're going to be storing them, are you going to be paying for a mega storage room Mm. because you haven't taken the time to declutter and make decisions today? That's going to cost you lots of money. And that ultimately when you finally unpack those boxes, you're going to pull things out and go, oh, I'm not actually going to use this anyway. And that's actually one of the coolest perks about moving is you put things into boxes and it's one, it's like Christmas when you open Mm. it up again. You're like, oh, cool, look at this stuff. I forgot I had that. But the uh, flip side of that is that you actually open these boxes up and you look inside and you think, I've survived for X number of months without that and I have not missed it. And it's a great opportunity to then open this up and go, oh, maybe I can sell that. Or maybe I can mm. donate it or give that away because I'm looking at this and like I didn't actually Maybe I need really it. don't need it after all. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so funny because I'll have a lot of people say to me as an excuse, Oh yeah, but now that I've found it, I know I can't live without it. And it's like, well, you actually just proved that you could live without it for six months. So why not try a bit longer? Our psychology around our attachment to stuff is so interesting. Yeah, it really <laughs> It really is, isn't it? Um, there's one other move I wanted to talk about and we moved, oh, how old were we? I think we were about 23. Insert thinking music. Ding, 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 At least it's not like the symmetrical episode a few weeks ago. <laughs> symmetrical was the answer, everybody. Yes, symmetrical was the answer. Thank you for those people who DM'd me. Yep, you got it. Sorry <laughs> that you yelled at me. <laughs> Sorry, brain. So we moved to Townsville early on in our marriage and we were getting moved by my husband's company. So they were paying for everything. They paid for packers. I don't even remember the whole process. It was so quick and maybe I was at work the day they packed. I don't know. But yeah, unpacking up there was a lot like Christmas because we had had all these wedding gifts that we'd never used because we had been house sitting and they all got packed up and all this stuff got packed up and transferred up there and I think even maybe my car got shipped up there anyway it was like this really weird everything was done for us and I wasn't really used to it and then on the other end when we decided to come back because um, you know it just wasn't right for us up there well of course we were paying for it to come back then and so things had to be done a little bit differently and we just hired like a car box trailer and filled it with stuff and the local church was really happy because we donated so much good stuff and actually really funny story I'll be the judge of that (laughs) (laughs) you know how the three of us had identical beds as kids like yeah there were all these wooden slat single beds oh yeah 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 well I don't know how I ended up with the one that I did, but I thought it was mine and I swear it had like Bonnie written on the inside of it somewhere because when we all kind of started 
getting married and moving out and whatever. I don't know. It's just something that dad must have done to keep the beds in order. Anyway, I unpacked the single bed that was going to be our guest bed up there. And do you know what was scratched into the side of one of the um, side bits of the bed? Lily is queen. Our brother's name. (laughs) (laughs) And it was like he was here sort of thing. And I just was like, you little turd, (laughs) you scratched my bed. (laughs) And then I thought, oh, whatever, it doesn't matter. And so I just laughed when I ended up donating it to this church because I was like, I'm really sorry about the scratches. I think my brother did it when he was like 10, you know, nothing I can do about it. But, yeah, I had to hide that side of the bed. It was very inconvenient for the setup of the room. Thanks very much. Thank you to our brother for his generous donation. Yes, thank you (laughs) very, very much. But, yeah, when we moved back from Townsville, we – did things very differently. It was kind of similar to this move in that we just really culled down to the bare essentials, got rid of stuff that wasn't all that awesome, donated mum's convection microwave, which apparently she's very sad about. We talked about this the other day. Oh, really? Yeah. And I was like, well, why didn't you (gasps) give it to me? Was that weird creamy coloured one? Yes. Oh. The yellowy one. And I I said, It's an interesting object to get attached to. (laughs) I said, why did you give it to me in the first place then? Like- don't you know that I'm unhinged? <laughs> Don't you know that nothing stays in my life for that long? Well, my husband and my children do. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're the essentials, right? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it was a really interesting move back and it was done over Christmas and it was done pretty last minute as well. And we had a puppy by then, so she had to come and we had to we had to drug the poor thing so that she could survive the 18-hour journey. We did it over two two or three days. And, oh, man, it was it was epic. Like, it was a big interstate move. And I don't think I would want to do that again. It wasn't really fun. Moving five minutes down the road is way better. Oh, absolutely. And I think the key message that we have is declutter. I mean, I feel like we say this every episode. But declutter now and make your life easier going forward for the future and be prepared for the lead up. So, like, even if you're someone who's not moving house, making decisions today to declutter frees you up so that when you suddenly want to jump on an opportunity to move house, you have the um, space to be a- and the time to be able to focus on the things that matter mm. and what's important in that time because come down to crunch time, like you're going to be spread so thin with everything else that needs to be – that is going on. Like, you know, do yourself a favour. Be kind to yourself. Make those decisions today and make that move a lot easier on yourself. Something I didn't mention, which I should have, is how the actual moving day worked for us recently. So what I did with you, I ordered you to stay at my house and finish packing up things, which you love. Can't order me. I'm a free spirit, Bonnie. You so are. I was there out of love and no, no, nothing else. Nothing else. Yeah, I was kind of joking about that. I could tell you weren't really paying attention, which is why you didn't jump in and say, hey, you can't order me around. (laughs) Anyway, you were at my house doing like last minute pack up things and dealing with people who were picking up, you know, furniture that they'd bought. And that was the other cool thing is that I had sold stuff online and I had requested people put a deposit down, but I it wasn't available until the day we moved because it was things like beds that we were sleeping in and Mm, whatnot. And that worked really well because then I knew all this stuff was sold, but we could use it right up until the last day when we needed it. So on the day, we had a few different people helping. There was a few different cars happening. One of our friends had a spare horse float (laughs) that he... As you do. As you do. And actually that turned out to be 
really awesome for like our queen bed mattress that we did move. So yeah, we had a few people that helped us all day. You were there, your husband was there and it was great because at the end everybody had, we had some fish and chips, we had some beers, we just got to chill out in the new space together. Someone took my kids for most of the day, which meant that I didn't have to worry about them getting underfoot and distracting us. So it was really one of those delegate, enlist help, ask for help because that made the whole process a lot smoother. And I mean, we still had things to do a few days after that and, you know, a few little bits and bobs like plants. I'm such a plant person now. I've collected a lot of plants. Oh, I'm so in that boat. Something about your 30s, hey. So the most important message that we have for you today is to get on top of it now Mm. and be prepared leading up to that day so that when the day happens, you're all over it and you can focus on all the other stuff that needs to be done. And when you get to the other end, rather than opening up stuff and trying to find places for things that you can't actually fit it in with stuff that you're not actually potentially going to use, you have been really intentional with every single piece. So every time you pick up something from your house and you put that bowl into a box and you put that cup into a box, it's a bowl and it's a cup that you've chosen, you know you're going to use, you either need it, use it or love it. And when you get to the other side, you can be really intentional with setting up your space. You're not having to cram anything into anywhere. And if you've got extra space, then that's a great thing because it allows space for you to set things up in an orderly fashion, room for your family, maybe if you're a young family to grow, you know, having extra space can be a really wonderful buffer and a really wonderful gift. Mm, It's space for the kids to roll around and wrestle on the floor or have a dance party. We love discos. Discos are really fun. Oh, bring them back. Yeah. So on to this week's tidy task. Now, if you're looking at moving, whether it's now or in the future, we have got a freebie for you this week. This is our moving guide that we have used with all of our clients. It breaks the move down into four easy steps to make it smooth and simple. And if you would like to download that free guide, go to littlehomeorganized.com.au forward slash moving guide. And that's it for this week's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. We know how busy life can be. We really appreciate you lending us your ears. And remember, progress, not perfection. See you later. Bye. Hey, we'd love to keep the conversation going. Head over to the Little Home Organised community group on Facebook, ask questions, find motivation and share your before and afters. And if you enjoyed the show, please help us keep it going by hitting subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or wherever you listen. It's free and ensures you do not miss an episode. But if you really want to share the love, leave us a rating and review. Trust me, it makes all the difference in the world. Oh, 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 oh,